Hello, music teacher friends. Uh, do you have your party hats on? <laughs> because I hope so. Uh, we are celebrating today. <laughs> My name is Christina Whitlock, your self-proclaimed anytime piano teacher friend. And this is episode 46 of the Beyond Measure podcast. I know that doesn't really sound like a big landmark episode, but today, well, more technically tomorrow, October the 5th, marks one year since I launched this podcast. <laughs> and today, I am reflecting on a few of the things that I have learned and confirmed over the last 365 days. I promise there's good stuff here for you. I'm not going to lie I'm pretty proud of myself today. <laughs> and patting myself on the back is not really something that comes easily to me, but I'm going to hand it to myself today. 46 episodes in one year, all written and produced and released by my solo team of just me. <laughs> that feels like a noteworthy accomplishment. And I mean, I know this sounds cliche and I kind of hate to even say it, but I really, like truly, quite literally could not have done this without you. You know, if this community had not given me like pretty much instant feedback on how much you were loving this podcast, I would have likely given it up at multiple points during the year. So if you have sent me a message at any point over the last year, whether that's email or social media, whatever it might have been, please know that every single point of feedback I received has helped fuel my desire to keep this project rolling. So without further ado, let's talk about what I have learned in my first year of podcasting none of which has anything to do with actual podcasting, in case you're wondering if this episode is really applicable to you. Instead, I want to talk to each of you as creatives. And creatives, that is, with a capital C. <laughs> as in, you know how your identity is like inextricably linked with this compelling feeling to add beauty and exploration and new contributions to the world around you. <laughs> yeah, that's you, right? And it's me too. Our creativeness <laughs> manifests itself in lots of ways, but I know it's in you. And I want you to think today about what project or practice or creation or desire or whatever it may be which one of those things is trying to bubble up inside of you right now? And before we go too much further, I want to start by telling you this. <laughs> Your creative inkling, whatever it may be, it does not have to be a podcast or a blog or it doesn't have to involve making printable worksheets or anything that you sell on the side. It doesn't have to be developing an online course. It doesn't have to be building your consulting business. <laughs> I mean, it certainly could be any one of those things, 
but I just can't help but feel like thanks to the magic of the internet, (laughs) that many teachers now find themselves believing they all need some kind of side hustle to keep up with their fellow colleagues. So, in fact, let's actually call that my first reflection for today. Your creative efforts have value, whether you share them publicly or whether you make money off of them or not. So hear me, building a big, like engaging Instagram community, for example, (laughs) that might light you up inside and bring you a lot of joy. But if it doesn't, that is okay. And you don't have to do it. (laughs) You may love creating supplemental resources for your students, and you might find joy marketing those materials to other teachers. And that's awesome. Do it. (laughs) But if it's not awesome to you, that is okay too. You might love sharing teaching demonstrations and student performance videos online. But if you don't, that is okay. (laughs) Flexing our creative muscle looks different in each one of our lives. And if you have innovative approaches that are working for you in your studio, you get to choose whether or not you share them with the rest of the world. (laughs) I just can't help but feel like it's becoming some weird underlying expectation that we share everything we're doing in our studios with the general public. Of course, sharing our successes is hugely valuable and very much appreciated in the educator community. (laughs) I am infinitely grateful for those of us who do it. I just felt compelled to tell you today that as we explore our own creative desires, you know, these things do not have to be tied to passive income streams or social media followings. Those things have their own value and their own place, but it's not something that you should feel like you have to do. (laughs) Anyway, maybe that was a bit of a rant, but you know, it's my one-year party and I'll rant if I want to, right? (laughs) Yes, your creative efforts have value whether you share them publicly or make money from them or not. I say all of that because I know from conversations I've had with other teachers that some of you are out there feeling like less than just because your name isn't known in our community or because you don't self-publish any of your work. But in reality, most of the very best teachers that I've encountered in my life go through their lives basically unknown to the worldwide teaching community. Their legacy is going to live on in their students and in their colleagues who have personally witnessed their work. (laughs) I mean, after all, that's the way it's worked for centuries, right? So yeah, sharing is great. If it brings you joy, then do it. But if it causes you more anxiety than good, then don't do it. (laughs) Plain and simple. You're still a valuable member of our creative community. 
So now that we've established all of that, let's go back to those creative ideas that we all have. Reflection number two for today is this. Pay attention to what ideas are leaving you feel unsettled. So this is what I mean. Is there a creative itch that you need to scratch? (laughs) I want you to ask yourself, what are the actual risks if you try this thing and fail? You know, those inklings that just won't seem to let go of you, I want to encourage you to take at least one just baby step towards one of those ideas today. So maybe that's just ordering a piece of repertoire that you've always wanted to play, but you don't feel like you can learn right now. Maybe it's connecting with a local colleague to see if they just want to get together and have a joint sight reading session together just for the fun of making music with someone else. Maybe it's just writing one paragraph or pulling an instrument out of the closet that it's been sitting in for a while. (laughs) Maybe it's learning a new dance on YouTube. I don't know, maybe you grab a pen and paper and sketch a tree for five minutes and see how far you get on it. (laughs) Interview of an elderly family member for a genealogy project you want to put together. Sit down and improvise on your instrument for a few minutes. Choose a new recipe to try or, I don't know, all of these things (laughs) and so much more are worthy uses of your creativity if it's going to bring you a sense of satisfaction. And that's why I'm proposing this as one of the lessons I've learned from launching this podcast this year, to scratch the itch, so to speak. With this podcast, I had finally come to a point after years of dreaming about it where, you know, despite the fact that I was pretty horrified at the thought of putting my ideas out into cyberspace for all the world to hear, I just had to give it a try or the lingering questions of what if were going to make me lose my mind. (laughs) It also helped me to note that the cost of failure was really pretty low here. (laughs) I finally asked myself what, you know, the worst case scenario was. So what if I put this out there and nobody listened to it? (laughs) Would that disappointment be like insurmountable? Not really. (laughs) So what if people didn't resonate with my ideas? I mean, it would be temporarily embarrassing, but I knew I would get over it. So in the end, pushing the publish button on this podcast meant that I could at least cross something off of my never-ending list of project ideas. And that, in and of itself, was beyond worth the risks of the failure. So yeah, that is reflection number two for today. Pay attention to what ideas are leaving you feeling unsettled. Is there indeed a creative itch that you need to scratch? If you're having a hard time kind of making it happen, first take a baby step and also ask yourself, what are the actual risks if you try it and fail?
that could definitely help you get your idea up and running. So now, on to reflection number three for today. (laughs) People will make room for quality content. I'll tell you this, in my case of starting this podcast, it was so easy to feel like the podcast space was already so crowded. I mean, it is. (laughs) And I know that part of my hangup for a long, long time was the thought of, why would anyone listen to me when they already have Tim and Nicola and Leela and Shelly, you know, and then came Melissa and Ben and that list started to go on and on and on. Well, it turns out people like what I have to say also. And it's not to the exclusion of the other podcasts, because I know that many of you listen to all of us. It's like I'm always saying, we are not in competition with one another. If anything, I feel like those other podcasters and I are in some kind of secret club because at least we better understand each other's endeavors more than anyone else does. The same could be said for any of you who are interested in composing, in blogging, in writing books, or starting up a Teachers Pay Teachers store, building a social media following. I mean, you name it. Yes, there are lots of people doing it. But that does not mean that there isn't room for you. As long as you are offering something genuine and useful and solid, I really think there's a space for you. Now, I'm going to leave you with one more reflection for today. And that is this. Feedback makes the world go round. (laughs) You know that old adage, If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. (laughs) Well, I today am going to offer you the flip side. (laughs) And that is that if you have something nice to say, (laughs) by all means, say it. (laughs) Seriously. I know that we live in a world where unsolicited compliments feel kind of bizarre to offer up to one another. But I'll give you a for instance. When you are at the grocery store and someone compliments you out of the blue on how well-behaved your children are, um, there is no better feeling in the world than that. Partially because that occurrence is infinitely less likely than the opposite, you know, when your kids are having a rough day and everyone is quick to assume that you have no parenting skills. But it's also just great because we all need more positive feedback in our lives. So if there is a particular composer who is alive and whose work you really enjoy, make sure you let them know. When you see a parent of one of your students doing a really great job at encouraging practice at home, let them know. (laughs) Melissa Slocum over at the Sounds of Encouragement podcast refers to this as calling out the behavior that you want to see. You want to draw attention to the good things in your studio, right? (laughs) And the same is true right here on this podcast. I wish, 
I mean, like, really, really wish that I was secure enough in my humanity to just keep kicking out this podcast out there because I believed enough in my own ideas. <laughs> I do believe that good work in itself is its own reward, and I really don't like being someone who looks for accolades. But I can promise you that even with what I consider to be a very successful first year of this podcast under my belt, I would say that there were still probably, I don't know, 20 times that I could have walked away from this over the past year. But emails and DMs on social media and reviews and all of those things let me know that I was indeed making a difference in the lives of my listeners. And I know so many fellow creatives who put their work out there that will testify to the same thing. Positive feedback is really important if you want people to keep creating content in your profession. And so I include that on my list of reflections, not just because I'm hoping that you will drop me a note or leave me a positive review on iTunes, <laughs> but because I've learned so much through this year about the importance of taking time to do that for others. You know, those who are putting ideas out into the world need to hear what is working and you can't always assume that they know or that they have plenty of other people telling them so. Your own unique, specific gratitude really makes a difference. So I don't care if it's me or someone else, but please, in honor of my one-year celebration here today, go find someone to thank for their contributions today. You can let them know I sent you. <laughs> So, as always, that barely skims the surface of everything I would like to tell you, but the episode needs to wrap up. So, I'm still in the mood to party, though. So, in the name of supporting creators of great content, I am going to give away $25 to the Teachers Pay Teachers store this week so that you can support one of your own favorite content creators. Um, I'm going to be posting details on Facebook and Instagram later this week. So make sure you follow me there at Beyond Measure Podcast. And if you don't have social media, don't worry. <laughs> I just need you to send me an email. That's Beyond Measure Podcast at gmail.com. And I will send you instructions on how you can get signed up. Giveaway entries are going to close at noon Eastern time on Saturday, October 9th. That's 2021, in case you find me in the future. <laughs> so again, find me on Instagram or Facebook at Beyond Measure Podcast, or send me an email and let me know you're interested in the giveaways at Beyond Measure Podcast, all one word, <laughs> at gmail.com. So, I suppose we can't wrap up one year of podcasts without a toast, so here we go. Music teacher, friends of the world, <laughs> this year of podcasts has confirmed to me many things. The power of our words, the importance of connection amongst our colleagues, 
the impact of positive perspectives, the significance of following your gut, and the fact that we all have something to teach one another. For being part of that, I raise my celebratory glass to you. (laughs) Cheers to you, my gracious, creative teacher friends. Here, here. That's one year of podcasts from your anytime piano teacher friend, my friends. If you want to be eligible for the giveaways, make sure you're following me on Facebook and on Instagram. Look for details. And if you're not a social media person, drop me an email at beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com. And we'll make sure we get you entered for $25 to Teachers Pay Teachers so that you can support the content creator of your choice. There may be some bonus things coming your way as well, so just make sure you follow those social media accounts and we'll see what we drum up this week. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, If nothing else, just take time this week to work hard, rest well, and be nice. (laughs) Thanks so much, my friends. Cheers to one year.